This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday. Yeah, big, fat, juicy cuddle of happy Thursdayness, And welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andrew Goldstein. And we begin today with all the Premier League reaction after bottom of the table. Sheffield United beat Aston Villa, Burnley and Leicester Drew and Palace somehow managed a draw against Manchester United. Here's how it all sounded on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. More drop points and surely any hopes now of a title challenge are over. It finished here, Crystal Palace nil. Manchester United nil. We're just going through a little bit of a patch now where we uh, can't seem to create the big opportunities, that little bit of the rhythm and uh, the tempo that we're used to. Um, then again, you're playing against a team that make it hard to play. We didn't deserve to, uh, or we didn't create enough chances to uh, to win the game. You're Man United. End of the season is where you can go and get these managers. I don't think you should be waiting for someone to appear. If there is, let's say Nangelsman, I'm going to choose him because he is the, the next you know cab off the rank, if yeah. you like, of those young... Go and get him. If that's what it takes, and Man United are going to be one of the biggest clubs back in this country, they're going to, they're going to get above City and Liverpool. For me, it's not even... You shouldn't have more than three seconds to think about that. It was so boring. <sighs> And you know what? It's not the first game that's bored me to tears this season. We might have stuck the place out tonight. I agree with you. But going by the season so far, after 27 games, we've had the second best results. You, you are there because you've got on the merit. most... Yes, but, but not on merit. You're there... We're not but, on merit. No, no, because you Who are, should be there? No, I don't know, because right now, United are not the second best side in the country. But they right? are. Then you're not. But we are. You're absolutely not. Well, I broke my kid's heart tonight. I've told him... I ain't watching it on Sunday. Not because I think City will batter us, it's because I can't have another 90 minutes watching that. Man United, it's like a road trip of stinking out football grounds. Yeah, seven points go, go to Chelsea. Go out and... Second. What's that? Oh, it's I'm, like, do you know what it is? It's I'm like in, a rotten fish. And we're in the top four. I've been watching them for 35 years. Yeah, well, you go through thick and thin as a fan. You don't just support the no, good no, times. No, no, no. It's draining watching them. But, at the but that's part of it's being a fan, Jonathan. Bruno. Bruno has been carrying You're not going to watch it. So long. You're not going to watch it. Knackered. His body language has been really interesting in the last month, I would say, that I feel like I've really noticed it when a pass that he plays isn't controlled properly or a pass isn't given to him in the right area or even a pass that's not given to him, but given to a teammate that's not good enough on an attack. 
he sort of turns away in disgust, throws his arms up in the air. I think he's getting frustrated with the players that are around him. Personally, it's because I think he's at another level than the other players. You can have a bad 45 minutes. Let's not have another bad 45 minutes. Well, from what I've seen there, you've, had, you've seen two bad 45 minutes. Really, what did Crystal Palace have to do today? We are a team we, that are not in the first flush of youth, so three games in a week isn't exactly ideal for us. So to play a game on a Sunday and, and then have to go out and do it three days later against Man United, it's not something we'd have chosen to do. But uh, the players have embraced that challenge and, and I think they've, they've come out on the right side of it. Burnley won Leicester, won a valuable point for both clubs. Burnley edging away from the Premier League danger zone. Leicester in their push for a Champions League place. You know, anyone that comes here knows there's a it was a tough game. I was pleased with the physicality of the team, you know, after the weekend and, and coming to here as you know, you know you have to be strong and, and we did that. Didn't make a good start to the second half, but as the it wore on then we, we found our rhythm again and uh we, uh, we started to create some really good opportunities. You're asking the team to affect teams in different ways, and I thought we clearly did that. More so second half. You know, first half a bit more cagey. They had some play without really hurting us too much. You know, a goal that we were slightly off with our shape and, and coming out the slots, but the reaction to it was very pleasing. And then second half, I was really, really pleased. I thought we were a strong strong outfit second half, and that bodes well. We've got to stay there, but that bodes well for you know us making sure that we look after ourselves. Sheffield United have moved on to 14 points as a result of this tonight. I don't think it's going to improve their prospects of staying in the Premier League. 90% of our games in the Premier League last year were like that. Backs against the wall at times. Uh, maybe had a bit more ball because we were a little bit more confident in our play. But they were always tight games. We always have to take you know opportunities when they came. And obviously David McGoldrick did, which was great. And we always had to defend uh, with, a, with a huge desire. They had the chances, did Dean Smith's team, to get at least a point here. It's a missed opportunity. They could have climbed above Tottenham. Their Euro chances of uh, taken a blow here the big um, change of the game was the sending off and uh, for 35 minutes we were camped in their final third but never showed enough quality on the ball or with our runs to to make that count um, you know with the quality of players we had out there that we should have created a lot more now there are reports in Spain linking the Arsenal boss Mikel Arteta with the managerial role at Barcelona which of course is absolutely ridiculous presidential candidate Juan Laporta it's said to be keen on bringing him to the new camp. Or is it Camp New? No one really knows. We'll get Adrian Durham's take on this story, but first let's hear from the man himself, not Laporta, Arteta. That is always going to be a speculation um, when there are elections in Barcelona. It's a huge team. Obviously, I was um, raised there as a player and they're always going to be linked, but um, I'm fully focused to the job that I had to do here, which we have a lot to do. And, um, and I'm really enjoying it. Today and tomorrow, I am the manager of Arsenal Football Club and I'm really enjoying it. And, and I want to do much better than what we've done. Did he say that? Was that the head, headline story? He's, he said he'll always be linked. What? what I mean, <laughs> when, when you say Arteta's been linked with Barcelona, what does he mean? Like a, a city break weekend away when the lockdown's <laughs> up, over? Is it a link to the Barcelona website? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> uh, they're, they're ten, are they 10th? The tenth in the table. Why would Barcelona? I mean, what, what do Barcelona want to get worse? Or do they not want to get back to the top? What's what's going on? I, I, I can't understand. But why? But why would that be a link? Why would why would Barcelona be interested in Arteta? No disrespect, because he may go on to be a brilliant manager. But mm-hmm. right now, he's not. No, nowhere near it. I mean, Barcelona. They've just brought in Kuman, haven't they? So. Yeah, strange one for me. Even but... if he's not the answer, even if they want to make a change, mm-hmm. what would make on what planet 
is Arteta the answer for Barcelona? Have they got to wait till he does something? They're tenth. <laughs> they're tenth. <laughs> they're, they're actually tenth. Didn't you lot double them this season? Uh, they're tenth in the table. He ain't going to be linked with Barcelona. That's absolutely remarkable. Have I missed something? Seriously, have I, <laughs> is there something that I didn't catch with this? Because I'm absolutely stunned. I'm so stunned by that. I sat there for about a minute. Mm -hmm. I didn't even have my computer out. Wasn't ready for the show. Now, producer Tom, get the laughter track ready. Man City overcame a tough winter schedule to extend their winning run to 21 games in all competitions after beating Wolves. On the White and Jordan show, Trevor Sinclair made a bold claim about his former side that City are on their way to becoming the biggest club in the world. No, they're not. Don't be stupid. Play laughter track. <laughs> I actually feel City Group and Manchester City Football Club are currently positioning um, and establishing itself as the biggest football club in the world. I think they're well on the well on the way. I think the success domestically. I think they've just got to get over the line with the Champions League. I think you look at the financial sustainability of the football club, the manager, the players, uh, the facilities. I really do feel Manchester City is moving so quickly into becoming one of the big powerhouses. <laughs> I admire Man City, but of course if you dare say anything different about Man City, you get a pile on by their fans because everyone's saying that everyone's envious of Man City. Nobody is envious of Man City, but everyone gets tired of looking at it saying that we should all be bowing in front of Man City rather than calling it out for what it is, which is a club that in part has been manufactured by an inordinate amount of wealth. If you look at Liverpool and say, right, they haven't won the Premier League in 30 years, right? How have they got a bigger footprint around the world? You talk about history. They won the Champions League in 2005 and not much else during the period. They did the treble with, um, with Houllier. But as far as the Premier League, the, the biggest league in the world, they hadn't won it. Yet they're still infinitely better supported, infinitely better valued around the world than Manchester City. And why is that? Now, in Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm, my sidekick, a fun boy, Jason Cunney, made this rather big statement about the Arsenal Invincibles and Man City's Centurions. Oh, Centurions! You can stay unbeaten all season and still get relegated. I think the more points you accumulate, I would say is a better achievement. Well, who was really better? There's only one way to find out. Let's ask Ali McCoist. I think Arsenal Invincibles would have a much miles better chance of beating this current Manchester City team if they could take the current Manchester City team back to play Arsenal at that time rather than Arsenal play the Manchester City side now. And mm. by that, I mean the way the game's played in terms of referees. Oh, off. right, yeah. You know more physical. Oh, listen, mm. come on, do me a favour. Do me a favour. <laughs> this Manchester City team right now are a wonderful team to watch. Absolutely wonderful team to watch. I, I, I never get sick and tired of watching them. But would they fancy playing that invincible side in terms of the physicality at that particular time? I'm not so sure. Now, Euro 2020 gets underway in 99 days' time. And I bet you're all asking the question, who is going to win the tournament? Maybe you're not. And how does Gareth Southgate get Phil Foden and Jack Grealish into the same team? He won't, of course he won't. Well, let's ask former international Stuart Pearce, Gabby Akbonlahor, but first, the real Romford Pele. Not the fake one, we've got the real one. This is Ray Palmer. The pressure... He's yes. a lot more on England because well, he's, he can't. He got to the semi-final of the World Cup, yeah. and every single English fan is now going, "Wow, we, we, yeah. we, we at least get to the semis with the squad we've got." And if Pickford can make a save here, England are nearly there. Can he save this one from Backer? Yes, yeah! he can. A save! 
And if he doesn't, if it doesn't work out, he doesn't get the right balance, then, you know, I, I, you, you've got to fear for him, but hopefully he will get it right. He's got a wealth of talent there. There's no doubt about that. But what he's got to do, him and Stevie Holland, they've got to find the right formula, Ali, haven't they? You know, and you know what teams are like. Sometimes you put an ugly duckling in the team and everyone from the outside says, why have you done that? But that person makes the rest tick and makes them play and gives you good balance. And that's, that's the key to what he's got to do. Hold on! Oh, brilliant! That is a magnificent goal. It just came to on the edge of the D's, 25 yards out. What's your tactics? What's your 11? So I'm playing a 4 2 3 1 um, okay. with two sitters, um, four at the back. Henderson and Rice, the sitters. So the yep. three. So the three are from the right. I'm going to go Foden as number 10, Grealish. Yeah. And on the left, I'm going to go Sterling. Who's playing the best? Who do we think has the pedigree? Who's performed at the high level before, coupled with who's in form, who fits into the way we want to play with and without the ball. So I thought about those number 10s, you know, the list of four, you've got uh, Foden, Grealish, both in your 11, and two that are missing out from your 11 are Mount and Madison. Grealish isn't playing in Europe, he's not really challenging, well, he's not challenging for the title. In terms of pedigree, of those four, Grealish is the bottom of the four, would that worry you? I think if if you're talking about Southgate saying that about pedigree, then you'd be very, very um, worried. But I just feel like the way Greenish has been playing in the games he's played for England, Scarlett Southgate has applauded him. I just think there's another international break coming up. If you can get some more games there and improve and um, maybe get a goal, then he's got to be in and around it. And I'll pick the team that I want to see. I know there's going to be nowhere near the team that's going to start. From, from, I know Mason Mount will probably be starting. He'll probably play his three centre-half. So my team will be a million miles away what, for what team that will start. I'm just thinking of an attacking ex-player who wants to see attacking players on the pitch and just the damage that Foden and Grealish want to use that could play together and then putting in chances for Harry Kane. Kane! time they surely have the victory Harry Kane captain fantastic now the Liverpool manager Jürgen Klopp has been speaking to the media ahead of their game against Chelsea come on the Chelsea tonight old Kloppy has said he doesn't want his players going away on international duty later this month if they have to quarantine on their return well that's a view that Gabby Agbonahor disagree with so let's get Kloppy's take on things first we cannot let the boys just go and then sort the situation when they come back or visit our players in a 10-day quarantine in a hotel or whatever. That's just not possible. I understand the, the need of the different FAs, but this is a time where you cannot make everybody happy. And we have to admit that the players are paid by the clubs. So that means uh, we have to be first priority. That's how it is. And um, that means now, with all understanding for the different needs and the, and the competitions competitions coming up in the summer, I get it really. But how I said, you cannot make everybody happy in the same time in this period of our lives. Do you think he's going to get what he wants? No, because players love playing for the country. Players, Some players will probably choose country before club. You're not going to be able to demand the player cannot go. I don't think he can do it legally anyway as a club. Demand that a player doesn't go and play for his country. I can't see him saying to Mo Salah, you can't go and play for Egypt. Not a chance. I get that. He has just said there, Klopp, about the clubs pay the wages. So do the players... I think they sacrifice the wages for, for, the, for the amount of time that they're away. Me having even one England Cup, I've got three, two of them, I've got one, is the highlight of my career, playing for my country. There's no better um, highlight of my career than playing for England. It means that much. So do you think all the... I mean, Liverpool players have won European Cup, they've won Premier League in the last couple of seasons. Okay, 
do you think they will feel the same? And they will feel that strongly about not just the England players, some but of the other lads like, as well. Like you said, these aren't friendlies. These are World Cup qualifiers. What if their team doesn't qualify because they miss these important games? Not a pre- they're going, believe me. If they're sneaking on the private jets, they're out there playing for their country. Now, with reports that Chelsea are facing interest from Premier League and European rivals for Tammy Abraham, with the club yet to begin talks over a new contract, Trevor and Simon, not the kids' TV presenters from the 90s who were on Going Live, but of course Trevor Sinclair and anyway, you know, were glowing in their praise for the England striker. Trevor Sinclair believes Abraham will get into any team in the top 10 of the Premier League. Oh my goodness, why does he do that to himself? I actually think, if you look at some of the top sides in the Premier League, I think so many of them take him. For me, I think Manchester City take him. I think Manchester United would need him. Arsenal would take him. Leicester City, West Ham would take him. I think he's so undervalued. And I think that has become about because he was nurtured at the football club and it happens a lot. And I think that's what happens sometimes with players that you bring through your ranks and develop through the academy, you undervalue them. But if you look at that list of teams that I just put down and say they would have him in a heartbeat, I actually believe that. Down the right side, plays it into Tammy Abraham and Tammy Abraham tucks it home. As a footballer, as a talent, I think he's a really, really I think he's a top six player. And mm. I, think he's, I don't think he just qualifies to be Chelsea's um, opportunity. I think the boy's got two years left on his contract. I think Chelsea are going to be into challenging territory soon because Tammy Abraham is for the future and you have to manage your future properly. And I don't think he just necessarily sits inside the English Premier League. I think he can, you've got people like Benzema that are coming to the end of their contracts, Lewandowski that are coming to the end of their contracts. I think he plays at that level. I think he's that good. And I could see him playing in Madrid and places of that nature. Now, in the cricket, England can draw the series if they beat India in the fourth test, which has already begun over on TalkSport 2. It's live and exclusive, don't you know? In case you were wondering how the series has sounded so far, this is what you're missing. I'm guessing it would just be a sound of a, a ball hitting a bat. People going, that's it! Maybe not. Basically, Rishabh Pant feasts on left-arm fingerspin. It's like giving strawberries to a donkey. What? D H A double B A D. Dabad. I've got no idea. Okay, so I've I was born in India. I'm I'm like I've spent all my life here, but I've not been to this place. I'm astonished by the level of disrespect you give international cricketers. You are one of the most awful cricketers I've ever seen in my life. Didn't I outscore you in the only game we played together? Turn it up. Me and Bats put on a great partnership. Back in your box. Darren Goff, forty-one percent bold LBW. Steve Harmison, 28%. Yeah, but he's one of Snow White's merry men. He's more chance at the stumps than me. And the amazing game for both my kids. I've got a kid at 6'4 and one at 6'2. How does that work? I could, I could answer that. <laughs> I could answer that, but I'm not going there. Uh, let me let me do some homework uh, and then sorry. find out where this place sorry is. Sorry about that, Agatha. Man has invented a, a city, hasn't he? I, well, I'm just reading out what I've been <laughs> provided with. That bad. If India win the series 1-0, or England win it 1-0, 2-1 or 2-1, or if it's a draw. So, um, sorry, I missed that, Mac. Can you just yeah, run through that again? He's, he's, he's lost me. Can somebody pass me another sandwich? Right. It's not written. It's, it's, this, it's not written on that side. It should, it should be, but it's blimey not. After the first hour of school, we will be uh, testing you on that one later on, as Mac, the kids get ready. Mac, are you talking to two lads who have got three GCSEs between them? <laughs>
But that's it. Thanks for another hour. Andy Goldstein, TalkSport Daily Podcast. And thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you illegally download your podcast from. I'm back on my show, Andy Goldstein, Sports Bar, Monday, Thursday from 10pm. Tonight, alongside Perry Jerry Groves, of course, taking calls on Liverpool against Chelsea. There will be another one of these Andy Goldstein, TalkSport Daily Podcasts out first thing in the morning. Until then, thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.